What does the stuff you surround yourself with say about you and your vision for your life and your consciousness? My next guest and personal friend, Tamara Fleming, is on a mission to wake people up to the growing perils of consumerism and to the hidden costs of how your environment impacts. Today, I'll be speaking with Tamara about meaning of space. Welcome. Welcome to Off My Duff, the entrepreneur podcast. Off My Duff is all about getting off your backside and finally, making your impact by living your truth. If you are an entrepreneur with a heart to help others, you're in the right place. We chat with guests from seven figures to just starting out because that's how we roll. Off My Duff is the nudge you need to expand your business and slay resistance. So without further ado, I invite you to get off your duff and let's get started. Now, here's your host, Duff Gardner. Hello, 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 and welcome to Off My Duff, the entrepreneur show today. Welcome all my friends and listeners. Uh, we, I'm very excited today to have a guest with me, Tamara Fleming, and now Tamara uh, has we've gotten to know each other over the last few months. Uh, she's got a, a really interesting business. And what I love about that even more is a huge mission on the planet. In fact, we were just talking about her passion offline before we got onto the show here today. And she has a business called Meaning of Space. Uh, but her mission is much bigger than that. And that's, that's what we're going to be talking today about. Tamara, welcome to our show. Welcome to Off My Duff. Oh, I'm, I'm glad to be here. Thanks for inviting me. Oh, my gosh. It's so great to talk to you. So uh, we were talking offline about some of the transformation that's happened for you in the last little while and the, how you're, you've really become galvanized around your mission. And, and uh, we even had a little bit of a giggle about the kinds of content that you've been posting because your passion is really coming out. Um, for the listeners, why don't you tell us about what you're working on right now? Well, for the last almost two decades, I've been really fascinated by the, our relationship with spaces. In other words, the homes and the offices that we live in and how those impact us and our well-being. And I started out a long time ago in feng shui, and I very quickly understood that in the Western culture, it was, uh, it was much more about the psychology of space than it was about applying certain meanings to space that were not really necessarily matched to our culture. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, and I love that. I, it's such a distinction for me. Uh, we were talking about um, uh, your, the way that you kind of talk about the transformation uh, when, you're, when you're working with your clients. And I thought it was really insightful for you. You know, I think, um, you know, for me, for example, um, I find that if my space is a little bit suppressed, like there's a lot of stuff in it, back to something that I talk to my daughter about a lot. Uh, like it just, it takes my energy away. I find myself focusing on it instead of expansion. Yeah. Um, so, but I, we were talking about sort of this idea of being asleep in your space versus awake in your space. You want to talk more about that? Yeah, absolutely. So humans, we're on an evolutionary journey with consciousness and we are now at a time in the, at the state of the planet where we are really being forced, literally forced 
and a fire put under our belly to um, wake up and, and to make different choices. So when you take the home or an office, but let's talk about the home, when you take it and you look at it, what you'll see very quickly is that we have a consumer-based society that buys a lot of stuff. We've come out of an era where we, we truly buy stuff based on social norms, you know, being better than the Joneses or whatever you want to call it. And less about the individual person and who we are as a person that we want to express in the world. And right now we're looking at an era of time where we're coming out of being asleep and into being awake and our spaces are a tool for us to use, to use as a mirror to reflect back to us where we are. In other words, your space, I have this uh, saying that there are three skins. There's you, the psychology of you, your skin, your clothing, which is your second skin, and your home, which is your third skin. And those are the ways that we express ourselves in the world. And when we talk about being asleep versus awake, what we're talking about is becoming conscious of who you are as a person, who you are and how you want to express yourself in the world, what kinds of values you have, and how those impact really your life and the planet as you become, uh, as you travel along the human spectrum. Oh, you know, it's so interesting that you're talking about space in the context of consciousness, because I think that when most of us think about space, uh, it feels like more of a compliance issue. Do you know what I mean? Like a very top down kind of like clean the clutter, you know, get yourself organized, get yourself organized to accomplish things, perform, you know, to perform at a certain level. And I think that's such a different way of thinking about it as in, in a consciousness context, it feels like it almost gives you permission to, to relax and just step into, as you say, this awakened state around your space. Yep. Boy, there's huh. so much I could say about this because um, when you live in your home, you are living as a product of who you've been in your past. <laughs> your family upbringing, the environment or the place that you were raised in. And so your style sometimes can tend to be dictated by things in your memory versus the things that you want to create in yourself to become a better person. And so I'm going to leave that separation because the past is are things that have happened, things that you have con uh, done conditionally in your space. Like for instance, if your parents were clutterers, you're going to come out of that experience and you're going to either be a clutterer yourself or you're going to be an extreme cleaner. There, there are different ways that you interpret that. And as you become, you come into relationship with your space and you understand yourself through the mirror of your space without judgment, you can begin to create change that feels good to you. And truly where we're heading in our consciousness is out of the past way of being and into a new way of being. Even though we don't know what that is, we have the opportunity to use our space to create who we want to be in the future. And can I explain how I kind of go about doing that? Yeah, absolutely. 
Yeah. So if I go into a home and I work with a, an individual or a couple, yeah. I don't look at their space. I start with a vision of what they want to create in their future. And then what I do is I go th walk through the space with them and you can very quickly and easily see what's going on in the space that is stopping them or preventing them from having that vision in the future. And then you can map a roadmap or a plan for what to change in that space. And it can be anything from selling a home, remodeling a home, redecorating a home, or clutter clearing a home. It's, it's a vast um, uh, a landscape of things that can be done. Mm -hmm. But when someone knows where they wanna go, it's much easier for them to see what's not working in their space without judgment. And when you have a lack of judgment, you can make change much more easily and, and more consciously. Hmm. I, I think that's such an important distinction to be free of judgment. Do you know, and I, I just, that really resonates with me and I'm sure with a lot of listeners that I think that we often approach the subject matter um, as you say, with sort of some of these anchors from the past. So it's very refreshing to uh, to have to be possibility thinking in this context. So in other words, you're the possibility of is pulling you forward. Mm -hmm. And, and I, and I love that distinction. Um, you know, you were talking earlier about uh, a fire under your belly uh, in the context of this sort of wave of consumerism and how uh, the planet is literally consuming, like as participants in the planet, we're, it's, we're consuming it at such a high rate. Um, I, I would love to get more deeply into your feelings around this because I, the interesting thing is time-wise in terms of when we're recording this, the Amazon is burning. And it just occurred to me that when you said that, there was such, it just, it just hit me in the gut that, you know, a lot of what you're speaking of, uh, the consumerism and the economics of space uh, is, is literally causing our planet to burn. So talked about like this idea of, uh, that you're passionate about right now that you've been uh, interacting with uh, a lot of your community about right now. Yes, thank you for asking that because it's something that we don't really think about on a daily basis. We live in a patterned way of being, depending on you know the, the where you've lived. I've traveled all over the world and I've seen all kinds of cultures and environments and homes and spaces and how we treat things. And the unfortunate thing is we've built a consumer, a consumer planet. And because we built a consumer planet, on one side we have, you know, a strong economy, so that says one thing. And on the other side, we have an excess of stuff, an excess of packaging, an excess of things that we don't need. And we've turned the entire planet into a planet that wants more stuff. And this is going to kill us because we are not in the business of consciously determining. The, how those things are made or packaged and those like we now have a uh, you know an enormous pack plastic issue 20 years ago when i was standing on a beach in thailand i was standing with my feet surrounded by plastic this isn't a new thing but we are becoming awake to the consciousness that it's a new thing and oh my god now we have to do something about it and literally we're choking the planet with all of the stuff and even are you can hear my passion about this yes Landfills. I mean, when you talk about a glass bottle that is not going to decompose for a million years, you know, they don't really know, but a thousand to a million years, you are, you, you realize you, we either have to find a way to regenerate that or 
You know, someday people will be digging up bottles and, and they'll be a precious commodity because they were like this gold of the earth or something, I hope. Right. But basically we have this addiction, you know, Walmart, Target, we have this addiction to buying things that we don't need in packaging that does not decompose. Right. And I am myself learning about this on, on many scales and I'm going all the way from how things are recycled and repurposed and reused to how they are sitting in our land. I live in a beautiful state of Montana and we don't recycle glass, you know? So consumerism is killing the planet. And when you look at interior design, you look at your house and your house now is become this place where you go to really be, to calm down, to become safe, to have some sense of joy and family and meaning truly meaning and this is this is important because i've been watching the the trend the trend of how we deal with our spaces for years now and i a couple years ago i really dug in and i predicted that what was next was the meaning of space the meaning the per- personal meaning that you have when you're sitting in your space because in urban environments 90% of the population is going to live in, in urban environments, which means that you're going to live in a small space. Well, your small space is going to have to have, be, you're going to have to be surrounded by things that, 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 that give you meaning. Otherwise, it's going to shape uh, a kind of a, a detached society, if you will. Right. Does that make sense? I mean, I could go down that route. But th- what we're really talking about here is becoming aware that your environment shapes who you are. Bruce Lipton talks about this. Yep. Replace your environment and it shapes who you are and how you think. So what are we creating and are we creating it consciously? Yeah. I, I mean, it's, it's, we talked about this offline the other day about, uh, you know, how can, how can we participate in a new paradigm around this idea? And, you know, like it was my thing. I said, well, it's kind of feels like the recycling idea that was present 20 years ago, how, you know, you can act locally in order to think globally. And it, it feels like it's a similar thing here in terms of our relationship to space. Like I think the first step is to, uh, you know, to consciously work on our own space so we can be the best people we can be with this bigger mission around what we, what we want to see on the planet. Yep. Well, you're drilling right down to the, the other end of the spectrum of the work. Yeah, Which right. All work is inner work. Yes. So in my work as a as a coach for the last 20 years mm-hmm. and as a person who has dealt with people in spaces, basically what we're doing is using space as a metaphor for your inner transformation. Right. And so when you are hurting and you are living in a space that is cluttered or chaos or whatever that looks like for you that makes it a pained space, maybe not even the right space, uh, home, you know, environment or town or whatever, then you are not the whole person that you can be. And the whole person that you can be, the planet desperately needs you now. And so we need joy. We need happiness. We need um, less criticism and less judgment and so when you use your space what happens is your space as a mirror becomes a way for you actually to make decisions like I don't want to be that anymore and one of my little tricks of I want to change myself and I don't want to be that person anymore is to strip my walls 
of everything. Wow. Like white space. Yeah. So the more that you create white space, the more you free yourself and open yourself to uh, be to use like a, 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 a white dry erase board. Yes, yeah, so you have one behind you. Imagine if you wipe, wipe that off, you would basically have new fresh ideas. Right. And that's what it's like with your space. You can actually change. You can, you can uh, get rid of things. You can recycle things off to other people if that's appropriate. And you can recreate who you are. Right. Well, that, and, and that's, that's what I love about how you work with people. And I, we've talked about the, the clients that you currently have and how active they are in your community and how excited they are to hear your message. And I think it's just such a distinct message that I'm so excited to see where it goes. And I mean, we've been working together for the last couple of months, I guess. We've just got to know each other recently, um, which has been really fun for me. I think the thing I really appreciate about you is that you're one of those uh, rare coach individuals that can can do exactly what you were talking about, which is to kind of focus people on a bigger mission and still um, give them some practical things that they can they can work on like right now to make some transformation in their lives. Yes, absolutely. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, now, one thing that I always ask my guests is I'm always curious about origin stories. So how did you get started in working on all this stuff? <laughs> well, um, I came out of the corporate world. I was uh, the head of training and development for Starbucks, which is, was at the time just an amazing, an amazing state of growth and fun. Mm -hmm. And I, um, I needed a shift in my life. So I actually left that opportunity, threw myself on a journey around the world for a year with a backpack. Wow. And that taught me. I sold my home, my car, and all my material possessions. I lived in Bellevue, Washington. I lived the picture. And um, I, I got rid of everything. And I put a backpack on and I traveled around the world for a year with a backpack. And my backpack was actually my home. And in that experience, I really understood space and meaning and what you need and what you don't need. It was an extraordinary experience, but as a child, I'd always been somebody who had dealt with moving things around in my space to create new energy. Mm -hmm. And so in the early 2000s, I got involved in uh, an energy-based style of coaching. I was trained in this really amazing type of visioning, energy-based, seeing the energy in people and what lights them up. And at the same time, I became interested in learning about feng shui because it was just starting to come into the United States, the Western culture, as a way to look at space. Mm. And clutter clearing was just starting and those things, the, the, the verbiage or the language around space was starting to take shape. Right. So that's how I got into it. And as I got into that work and learning and applying those kinds of principles, feng shui and clutter clearing and different things, I began to ask the question, what is going on here? This is not feng shui. This is not, this, this is, this is something else is going on here. And so I started digging into this, the psychology to find out if there was any bodies of work that anybody had done around the psychology of your relationship with your space. And I ended up finding fragments of people. Uh, uh, one was a, a very esoteric, uh, faction of architects in the School of Architecture at Berkeley right. who were actually talking about this relationship that you have and how your spaces, Claire Cooper Marcus wrote a book, House as a Mirror of Self, and that became my Bible. And this was like in the late 90s, early, you know, this right. is still really fresh new work. 
There is a body of work called environmental psychology, but it's a little bit different than what I'm doing. There's some aspects of what I'm doing, but it's a little bit different because it's so much more personal what I'm doing and talking about your consciousness raising and changing yourself. So that's kind of how the body of work got started. And Carl Jung actually, in his, one of his books, talks about his home at Lake uh, at, in Zurich that he built based on how he was growing his psychology, his psyche. And that's when I put the pieces together. It's like, okay, this is actually a reflection of who you are, what you value, what you think, and where you are in your, in your life in this point in time. Now, you can change yourself by changing the things in your, in your space. You can, you can move your furniture. You can, uh, you can take things down and put things up and change the energy and change the story of your space, which changes the story and the relationship you have. Right. with your face. So they, at that point in the, in about 2004, I had been, I were, was working in space kind of building this body of work. And in 2004, I started a company called Architecture Life, which was a um, very interesting way to look at this relationship. Anyway, long story short, it's been in my blood and in, in my cells that the way that this is, um, the way that you can use your space for personal transformation to better your life and to make yourself, uh, you know, live your dreams or improve your life or improve your relationships through the metaphor of your space. It's a tool basically, right? That it's a really fascinating body of work because what I have in my head that I'll be translating more and more in my work is that there are some kind of, uh, trends, if you will. There are yep. things that happen in everyone's space that mean certain things. So it's kind of like the dictionary between uh, what's going on in your space means this, kind of like right. an astrology reading, but or palm <laughs> reading, but it's reading your living room versus uh, your palm. Well, yeah, sure. Uh, I mean, I can, I can, it's just such a, um, a relevant topic. I mean, I'm sitting here, you mentioned my whiteboard and it's funny, like I think about it. I, sometimes I, I write stuff up there and I want to really hang on to it, but you're right. When I wipe it right clean, it just gives me a fresh, fresh start and a fresh perspective. Uh, so it's nice that you've, you've got, as, as I think the listeners are going to be able to tell, you have such a deep, deep, deep uh, understanding about this and such a fresh take on it that um, yeah, I can tell why your clients love you so much. So thank you for all that. Um, you know, like one thing I like to ask my guests is uh, what are some of, like if you had to distill what as a business owner you've learned down into one key insight, like what key insight have you discovered that served you well in your business? Hmm, boy, that's a great question. Yeah. Key insight to my work is that is I think the insight is that your environment is a direct mirror and it's such a direct mirror that if you learn how to see it and I just want to say when I work with men and women men really love this work because they've never been enculturated to interiors right and then they see what i see and i show them and train them and then you can't unsee what i see and you can see that way forever because it's a very literal mirror 
that comes back at you. So, um, you know, one of my goals is, is, is to teach people how to see like I see in one session. Right. Um, you know, as, as I listen to you, of course, as a man, <laughs> um, I think, <laughs> um, I, I'm just kidding. Uh, I, I, uh, I totally get what you're saying. And I think that we're in a culture right now where uh, certainly as men and maybe as women too, um, we're, we're indoctrinated to focus on things like our habits and maybe it's a little bit around our belief systems. Um, what you're saying is start with your space, start yeah. with your relationship to your space, really. Yeah. You know, you can go to therapy or you can go to counseling or you can go to these things that are coaching to help you change. But this is, this is easier. <laughs> I have to say it's really easier because you can look at an environment. Like one of my fun, fun things I used to do was look at, I was looking at a couple and I would look at each of their nightstands and I could tell you about the state of their relationship by looking at their nightstands. If I told you what I saw and you began to see that way, you could change your relationship to each other. Right. Right. And so, you know, with men not being enculturated socially, um, enculturated to home interiors necessarily, they don't have the language in general. Um, women do, and they have the sensitivities. And so if couples live together, like you're saying, you know, if you live with a mate and a mate is a clutterer and you're not, that's a very challenging situation. But through the metaphor of the clutter and the space, you can begin to weave um, not only changing the space, but changing the relationship those two people have with each other. Right. Right. Um, you know, Tamara, it's so fun to talk to you. It feels like this is a repeat visit kind of a deal. So um, I would love to have you back on the show. Um, and uh, I wanted to thank you so much for being here today. And now when people want to learn more about this, what, uh, where should they go? Well, they should go to meaningofspace.com and forward slash gift. And I have a gift for everyone that's based on what we've talked about today. Fantastic. So I'll repeat that. That is, if you want to hear more from Tamara, go to meaningofspace.com forward slash gift. And uh, there'll be something there for you. Tamara, thank you so much for coming onto the show. I had such a great time and I learned a ton. Thank you for having me. This has been really fun. I love oh. talking about this, as you can tell. I love it, too. Thanks so much, Tamara. And to our listeners out there, thank you for coming today. And remember, teach what you love, live from your truth. I'm Duff Gardner. See you next time. Hey, everyone. I'm Duff Gardner, and you've been listening to my show, Off My Duff, the Entrepreneur Podcast, where we're all about getting off your backside and making your impact by living your truth. If you're like me and you're an entrepreneur with a heart to help others, you need an offer that sells. An offer that sells helps you get traction with your business, more sales, more clients, more gigs, more fans, and more deals, period. And here's what I believe. Your offer is the purest expression of your truth. So that's why I've created a free ebook, Offers That Sell, the eight-step revenue breakthrough system. Simply go to offersthatsell.com forward slash book to grab your free copy and you can even follow it up with a chat with me, should you wish. It's been wonderful to have you here with us today. And as you get off your backside to make your impact on the world, remember one thing, teach what you love, live from your truth. I'm Duff Gardner, see you next time, bye now.